Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Once in a Lifetime, the podcast where we can't stop watching these goddamn Dr. Albert Beck movies. I'm Anne. I'm Bridget. (laughs) And this week we watched the 8,000 installment of Stalk by My Doctor. Uh, Just what the doctor ordered is what this one is called. Starring, doesn't even make any sense <laughs> no because he's a nurse the whole time yeah um starring of course the incomparable eric roberts the wickedly talented <laughs> eric roberts i told you i was watching righteous gemstones the other week and he popped up on yes on it and i was like what the fuck <laughs> I can't escape Don't let him hear your daughters. Oh my God. The last line in this fucking film. (laughs) Ask him if he has any teenage daughter. I was just like, I'm about to throw my glass through the television. (laughs) I I hope this is the last one of these movies, Bridget. I just need to be done with these. They've run out of steam. This one was just like, whereas like three, I felt like was the peak where they were like, we're aware of how silly this is yeah we're embracing it this one was just like blah yeah he's doing more crazy stuff it's creepy the end i'll tell you who i want a spinoff of is the fucking cop well she's dead now r.i.p but oh you're right yeah okay a prequel a prequel a gail prequel how she came to be detective gail because that lady Need some She's a bit of a time bomb, Ellen. <laughs> yeah, not someone I want with She's a, gun. a little destructive, isn't she? All right, Ooh. so let's start at the very beginning. Here we go. Here we go. Mom and daughter are driving to a new house they're buying. A gorgeous fucking house. Beautiful, it's like a Victorian perfect. with a turret. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's, it's a beautiful, yes. beautiful home. Probably the most beautiful house we've seen. Yeah, I would say these movies. I would say so. Um, the daughter, Alex, is being bitchy because every single teenage girl in a Lifetime movie <laughs> has to be pissed <laughs> off that they're moving. Yep. And um, as she's being whiny about a new house, a new gorgeous house, They're listening to the radio in the car, which is giving a news update about, oh, no, the insane asylum burned down. It was probably (laughs) arson. And there's some escaped inmates. And we still don't know where they are. Uh Oh, Oh boy. What is going to happen? So they get to the house. We see somebody upstairs watching them. I wonder, I wonder who it could be. Like we see the attic, there's a discarded jumpsuit from the insane <laughs> asylum, bright orange. Um, then Alex, we learn pretty early on, you got to be kind of a dummy and not to realize that she, she has like a heart condition. Something's She's wrong constantly with her heart. gasping and holding her chest. <laughs> yeah. Clutching her chest. It gets very dramatic with the music. There's a yes. slight thumping in the background. Um, so she's got she has some heart condition. Eric Roberts is hiding out in their house, which is truly the worst nightmare I can think of. Yes. 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 Eric Roberts unknowingly living in your living in your fucking attic and watching you sleep. So at night he creeps into Alex's bedroom and he like lays in bed with her and he's talking with her. And she wakes up and he like covers her hand with his or covers her mouth with his hand and is like explaining why he's there. And then, of course, it's another hallucination because she's like, I'll never tell anyone you're here, Dr. Beck. And it's like, God damn it. I'm so sick. I'm, I understand that's like a major plot point of the, these movies, but like. I'm just. The things he says to her in that scene are so weird. I'm a surgeon, so don't be afraid. Why would that make me less afraid of a strange man? So you're going to cut me up 
uh, like a surgeon. Do you think they like give him dialogue in a script for these movies? Or do you think they're just like, you know what, Eric? Wing it. What do you think? What do you think he would say? I think you're exactly right. That has to be what's happening because the shit he says is so crazy. It's so bonkers bananas that like there can't be a there can't be a writer for those lines and like an editor and somebody who's like, yes, that thing you wrote down is a good thing for another person (laughs) to say in a film like where are the yes, and balances wow, perfect. here? Where are they? Um, can I tell you the name of a movie that the girl who plays Alex is in? Yeah. Psycho Storm Chaser. Oh my God. <laughs> I actually have a list of the movies that the guy who, what was he? Uh, he's a producer on this movie, but he was like a writer and everything on a lot of other stuff. Okay. Crazy, crazy neighborhood moms, a slice <laughs> of a slice of Chicago romance. Oh, deadly, no. deadly due date. Uh, young, stalked and pregnant. Who is killing the cheerleaders? Who? Who? A deadly lullaby kidnapped to the island. And he's also done a lot. Of our uh, ones that we've watched. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, just stalked by a reality star, webcam girls, Ooh. boy in the attic, swim at your own risk. Just a lot of really. So swim at your own risk was just based on a sign he saw at a, at a <laughs> lake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, let's see what it's about. Hold on. After a one night stand with her coach, a pressured swimming phenom finds finds the lives of herself and her loved ones in danger. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes is right. All right. God, fuck all of these movies. (laughs) (laughs) 50 episodes in, Anne is. Where did you go? Find me. I don't know. Where did, oh, there you are. Okay. So this is just another hallucination, of course. And he gets up and walks away. And now, oh, no, he's about to walk out of her room. And then her fucking mom is just standing in the doorway watching her Mm -hmm. sleep. Can all y'all let Alex have some night night kisses in peace? Why are all of you people watching her? My God, she's not a precious little baby. Like she's a fucking 16 year old girl. Leave her the fuck alone. Also, Did you sleep with your door open when I, I never slept with my door open when I was young or um, our bedrooms were upstairs and there were no doors on any of the rooms up there. Your mom didn't allow you to have doors because you, <laughs> you, you so abused that privilege. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I lost my door. No, there just never were any and we never put yeah, them in. Sure. I mean, I, houses are like that. I always had my door closed for sleeping because I need fucking dark like a cave because I'm a vampire. (laughs) All right. So now um, we're introduced to Alex's boyfriend, Scott, who's kind of a big old dumb meathead, but I think he's got a good heart. You know, I think he's, I think his heart's in the right place. (laughs) His heart. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny guys. Cause uh, Dr. Beck tries to take his heart. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Sorry guys. Um, So she's FaceTiming with Scott, blah, blah, blah. She's hearing stuff in the attic and she's like, this house makes all kinds of weird noises. Then her heart starts acting up again. So she's like, I got to go get some water. I'll call you back in a few minutes. And as she's going to get water, she collapses. Her heart has given out on her and she collapses. But thankfully, Dr. Beck, remember, is stowing away in the attic (laughs) and is watching this whole thing. So he runs to her and calls 911 on her phone. Um, really made me laugh when the 911 operator asked him for his name and he hung up and went nope nope (laughs) so and then he like deletes deletes it from her phone that he called oh yeah so we're at the hospital 
We learned she has the same heart condition that her dad died from. No one thought to check to see if his child had this genetic heart condition. (laughs) No. She's been clutching at her heart every five minutes since the movie started. And her mom was never like, her mom was probably just like, you know what? She's probably just stressed because her dad died. Like, (laughs) and 16 year olds are always clutching their heart. I know. Aren't they (laughs) gasping because they have the vapors? So, of course, Dr. Beck is there, like listening in on all this and his scrubs that he's stolen from who knows where. And he's just overhearing every everything. He learns that um, she's going to need a pacemaker installed. (laughs) Yes. In the I thought they put the pacemaker in. Yeah, that was like keeping her alive. But she's going to need a heart transplant. And guess what? She's also going to need. A nurse to take care of her at home because her mom works and she needs somebody there to like be with her all of the time. And now, she's got a super rare blood type. So finding a donor is going to be a real problem. So hard. And she needs that. She needs that new heart. Like a immediately AP ASAP. Now during this scene, he's like, Dr. Beck is like pressed up against the wall. Right. And then there's a scene where he walks away and like goes into the reception office or whatever. Now, when he steps away from the wall, there is a gigantic sweat stain on the back of the <gasps> shirt. And then when he comes out of the office, instantly it's gone. So I was like, is this supposed to be Dr. Beck sweating because he's nervous? Or was this Eric Roberts just fucking Unwell. sweating so hard? <laughs> don't know i started to get really worried about his health during this movie because his hands are so arthritic looking that it looks painful like his fingers are all gnarly and knobby yeah they look rough anyway i started to get worried about i mean hope you're okay buddy yeah take care of yourself babe hope you're vaccinated (laughs) Um, oh god so at the hospital he like goes and goes into her room and creepily talks to her and like kisses her hand and her head. Ugh. And he's just so gross. He's so gross. So I'm sure he's a nice man. Sure. He's a nice man in real life, but like he is just so unpleasing to like look at and to watch touch young girls. <laughs> It's really repeatedly. That's like literally unnerving. the only thing I've ever seen him do on screen. I really yeah. haven't seen him in a lot of stuff. So mo- I would say 95% of the stuff I've seen him in is this. And he's just trying to hit on young girls. And I'm he's like, disgusting. Do you see? <laughs> yeah. And like, cats are fighting they're fighting on, on the ledge <laughs> above the stairs. This is not going to you guys. Jesus. Little idiots. Yeah. Yeah. So now Dr. Beck, learning that Alex is going to need a nurse, finds the name of the nurse, the business card of the nurse who is going to be sent to take care of her. Chris something. McCoy or something. Chris like that. McCoy. So he goes to Chris McCoy's house and breaks in. Chris McCoy's a woman. <gasps> he doesn't care. He's. Do you know who that actress is? No. It's his wife in real life. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, she is inexplicably just standing in front of her fireplace in her house. I thought doing all nurses nothing. I thought all nurses did that when they got home from work. Just <laughs> stand just like, at the mantle. I mean, at this point, they probably are like, "Do I just throw myself <laughs> into I- the fire, or do I try again tomorrow?" Do I'm I get in this. my car and drive to fucking Mexico? Oh wait, we're probably banned from being in Mexico because we're the United States, and yes, <laughs> nobody wants us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's just standing there, standing, and <laughs> he like creeps in. I know I use the word creeps a lot with him. No, that's what describing he does. his actions, describing him. He it's he's just creepy. He creeps. He's a creep. 
He's yeah. Okay. Picture like a cartoon thief, like tiptoeing going, through uh, a going, room. That is exactly what he's like. Yeah. So he has his little handy syringe, which how are you still getting all this medical supplies? And he's like so good at drugs at to just nuts. And then he's going to go jab her, but she turns around because she hears him and like there's a struggle. She runs away and he chases her and he's going to jab her. But instead, he just like flips her over the stair banister and she <laughs> dies, he dies. R.I.P. Chris McCoy. So he goes downstairs and is like, well, you did this to yourself, silly bitch. <clears throat> turns and sees somebody on the couch uh-oh what does he do Bridget he starts talking to the back of his head he sees and he's like oh I didn't know anyone else was home oh boy Chris had an accident <laughs> she's she's dead and then he walks around and at this point I'm thinking is this about to be a psycho situation where it's like this lady's mom <laughs> I was hoping it was the sleepwalking lady oh <gasps> Cause she was oh, blonde. My God. Like I was hoping she, I was like, oh my God, she's back and she's going to fucking kill him. Like <laughs> that would have been so good. I was ready. Um, unfortunately, was, it, was it her? <laughs> no, it was like a medical dummy. It's a, res- it's a rescue. What is it? Resuscitation Annie or something. <laughs> yeah. They have stupid it's like a fucking CPR dummy, but not a CPR dummy. No, and it has a wig on. And like a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just sitting at her table or like sitting on her couch. couch. I mean, maybe she is lonely. Like, I'd probably talk to it if I was a single lady and just had a fucking medical dummy in my house. I'd give it a name and, you know, you have to be respectful of things with faces and you're <laughs> good. <laughs> Glad we covered that. Ah, so um, he does say, by the way, when he realizes it's a dummy, you scared me, you dummy, you dummy. So we got that cool joke. And then Chris's phone rings and he just answers it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just happens to be the agency who's sending her to Alex's home. They somehow are like, oh, yeah we thought you were a woman when you've been working us up for us all this time, but Oh, okay, great. You're just a man. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> no questions here. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Sounds great. I'm ready to work, ready to do it. So ding dong. He shows up at their house the next day in his little scrubs, blah, blah, blah. No, Alex. What? I was just going to say, Sorry, the mom like, is like, what? <laughs> just Maggie the mom answers the door and she's like so shocked and I genuinely couldn't understand if it was because he was a man or because he was an old man yeah because he took it as an old man I Uh took it as a male as a man yeah but also I feel like it was as a man because it seems to be quite a theme they run they run with this whole movie like boy you don't see male nurses a lot do you actually you do like there's Have a lot of male nurses in the last fucking 30 years there's That's a lot of insane. male nurses my favorite male nurse at my kid's pediatrician's office is a dude like your yes. favorite male nurse is a dude That's cool. it's true Bridget it's it's true my favorite male nurse is a dude <laughs> but I mean it's just a thing that they say oh, over yeah. and over and over again but hey nobody had a prescription pill problem in this movie so good job lifetime true true good job um alex has this music box that her dad gave her that they make a really big deal about through this whole movie but really nothing ever happens with it like not too much like a little more something does but i thought it would be more but it's just stupid there so i wrote a note about music box big deal but i was wrong it's not that um so everybody meets albert but of course he's going by the name chris and uh they're all getting settled in mom goes outside to take the garbage out and sees that the neighbor has a camera on their porch and is like oh hey i 
need to see who made the fucking 911 call from my house mm-hmm. because um, what the hell? My daughter doesn't remember it. There's no record of it on her phone. Yeah. And they originally assumed it was Scott because he had just been on the phone with her. Right. And like, that wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. So um, I don't know if they're looking at it now or later, but obviously it doesn't show anything. Shows nothing. And she's yeah. so confused. She's like, well, what the fuck? Oh, and then he, uh, Dr. Beck is talking with Alex. And he's talking, he makes a sleepwalking reference. I know. You don't sleepwalk, <laughs> do you? And I was like, this is the best part of the entire movie. Thank you for the throwback. That really made me happy. Yeah. Um, he installs an app on his phone that is connected to her pacemaker that gives him like a live update to her heart rate, mm-hmm. but also her GPS information. Cool, 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 cool. And you know what? I don't care how non-judgmental we're supposed to be about people and like whatever. I'm not letting a fucking middle-aged man alone in the house with either of my children while I'm no. not going to be there. I would just think Sorry. when she opened that door and saw Albert Beck, she would have called the agency and been like, I'd be more comfortable if you exactly sent a woman. Exactly. Because have you met men? They or suck. I don't know. I feel like maybe the agency should be like, here's who's coming to your house. Like it's a woman. <laughs> just yeah, so just, you, just, just so uh, you know, like, a heads safe, up. I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. You know, it does seem like they would send you a picture or something so that, you know, you're letting the right person in your home. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Uh, excuse me. Oh boy, I'm pulling a real gale. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so single. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait to get to Gail. <laughs> so boyfriend Scott comes over, he meets Dr. Beck. Dr. Beck is like, no, it's not a good time to see Alex. She really needs rest. And he's like, yeah, that's great. I've been texting with her all day and she <laughs> so knows, she knows I'm coming. <laughs> so fuck off. Um, and oh when Alex was in the hospital Dr. Beck stole flowers and put them in Alex's room and then when Scott comes to her house she was like oh my god thank you so much did you get me these flowers and he was like yeah I totally did <laughs> did they that not was absolutely me they didn't put a card what a dick <laughs> so fucking lame and then of course Dr. Beck is seething because he gave her those flowers so another hallucination where he just mm-hmm. stabs the fuck out of Scott and murders him because he's like oh, I got those flowers yeah he has a very large knife on the tray he brings up that has tea and cookies on it and no one is like what's I this always, knife for I always cut my Oreos into eight <laughs> with a big butcher knife right yeah yeah okay this is where I'm a little confused Dr. Beck is downstairs in the dining room, in the grand hall, (laughs) snooping through mail, various documents on the table. He's going through Alex's medical information, Mm -hmm. kind of finds out like blood, like information about her blood type and whatever. But then he steals the keys to an old hospital, the abandoned hospital that her mom told him about why does her mom have keys to an abandoned hospital oh because she's renovating it she's because she's a renovator she works for a renovation company she's a renovator (laughs) i don't think that's a job title she tells him in like the first two seconds they meet okay this is a lovely home she's like thanks i'm restoring it i'm a renovator and i the company i work for just bought an old abandoned hospital and we're gonna turn it into a recreation center wow Okay. <laughs> okay. There we go. All right. That makes sense now. So he takes the keys to this hospital and goes to the hospital mm-hmm. and wandering through the hall. And hey, guys, guess what? We're going to go into another fucking hallucination. 
he hears himself being paged. And then all of the sudden we're in a bustling, busy hospital with hot nurses wearing like uh, the nurse uniform you get at Lover's Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Like the nurse in Ferris Bueller who comes to the door and it's like, yeah. I heard that you were feeling <laughs> ill <laughs> like that nurse. The nurse fuckagram nurse costume. Hello, nurse. Awooka. <laughs> and she says, Hey, Dr. Beck, you're still the greatest heart doctor in the world. Because nurses don't know the word cardiologist. No, they don't. They're just nurses, Bridget. And most <laughs> of them are women, in case you don't know. You're right. <laughs> Stupid women in their cute little outfits. (laughs) (laughs) So now in his hallucination, this changes into him being back at the mental hospital, Mm -hmm. confronting the doctor in the hallway, telling him he's going to go get electroshock therapy. And then Dr. Beck in his straitjacket is like, oh, no, I don't need it. I'm not crazy anymore. I don't see people that aren't there. And the doctor's like, well, what do you think I am? <laughs> and Dr. Beck's like, not here. And then A they just laugh. Person. And then they just laugh for like 10 minutes. So maniacally. It was just, I wrote here, God, I hate these movies so much. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy laughing. <laughs> so now he's back at Nurse Chris's house. That's kind of where he set up camp. Mm-hmm. Chris apparently has no friends or family or coworkers or anyone that worries about her nope. ever, ever. Where's her body? We have no idea. He like, they don't show us what he did with the body. Hmm. Interesting. So he's back at her house. He's talking to the dummy. The dummy has taken on the form of Alex in his mind. He like converses with it. And in his mind, he sees Alex like talking back to him. But I was so disturbed by it because she assumes the same position as the dummy, like the actress. So she's just like laying in the chair with her head lulled to the side. And it really freaked me out for some reason. Yeah, it's bizarre. So he's looking online for a transplant donor for Alex because Chris has access to medical files of just random people. So he's looking to see who has the same blood type, finds a woman, and then he goes on like her dating profile. Yeah, because he sends her a message and is like, ooh, you look fit. And ooh, you like beer though. Yikes. And ooh, you look fit. The British way. The British. Way. <laughs> He's right fit. She's right fit, isn't she? In there. <laughs> now I've been watching Downton Abbey. I feel like such a boob for not understanding that this was a fucking good show. <laughs> I've never watched an episode. Oh my either. god, you must. You'd well, love I'm it. Very busy watching old, old episodes of British game shows on YouTube. I know, but this, I, I'm telling you, you'd like it. I promise I'm you. I'm sure I would. Maggie Smith is. Oh, she's the best. She. Uh, her performance in this, like, is just stunning. She's old as shit, but that mm-hmm. woman. Like for her to do this, the way that she does her timing, her tone and her fucking facial expressions have to be on point every line. She's she, nailing she it. Just nails it every time, every fucking time. And like she makes me burst out laughing every line she delivers. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> so good. It's so good. Mm. Anyways, um. We're right off track. <laughs> off the tracks then, isn't it? All right. So he messages this lady and he's like, oh, hey, I'd love to meet you. Let's go out for a drink. Um, He sneaks into the bathroom while Alex is showering. And he's being all gross. Afterwards, they have a big emotional talk, but I will 
be a thousand percent honest with you. I some for some reason just like blanked out during this conversation. And I have no idea what they talked about or what I'm not sure on. I remember Maybe either. Like, Is this when they were in the sunroom? I was yeah. distracted by how nice the house was and how I wanted to sit in yeah. the room. Like I was just like, maybe they're talking about her dad giving a transplant to somebody. Like I, I hmm. maybe I felt like that's what was going on. I feel I like genuinely don't remember. I don't remember either. We were both abducted by aliens during this scene. <laughs> <laughs> don't care. It doesn't matter. Uh, he goes to meet Gail, the girl with the heart. And, she is uh, like our age, mid. 30s mm-hmm. to late 30s she's on a date with a man who looks 75 years old and she is in to it oh she it loves is it wild to see she is immediately very judgmental when he says he's a male nurse but then she's just like you know what though I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to do my shot. I mean, she's just slamming shots. Gail is a treat. Gail, (laughs) honestly, like, I see a lot of myself in Gail because you know what? I burp. I take shots. I'm just real loud and abrasive. Not, you know what? I don't want to say abrasive. You're not loud and like just who I am and authentically Gail, you baby Gail is who she is like when you meet Gail you're meeting Gail that's just Gail like you either love her or you love her <laughs> I just she kept saying she didn't get um a vibe from him that he was gonna play games or anything and I'm like she's a detective and she cannot read people <laughs> Well, yeah, but you know, like psychiatrists are always the most fucked up people in the world. So, you know what I mean? Just because you're a detective. I don't know. Like, I I should be a detective. I don't want to be a police off. I know, but like, I could actually be a real detective. I just don't want to work for the police because all comes are bastards. Except Gail. (laughs) Except Gail. (laughs) She is like, you know what? let's get the fuck out of here and get to the fucking yeah she's like you know where i want to go bone zone baby let's hop on that train and woo woo take me there i don't like messing around with foreplay or whatever this is let's get down to business my place or yours it's just she's just instant instantly like i'm doing this meanwhile so while they're having their hot date alex Sneaky little Alex. It's like, you know what, Scott? You're going to take me out to a party tonight. I'm going to sneak out of the house once my mom goes to bed. And uh, sneak out, she does. She does. She says goodnight to her mom. Two seconds after her mom walks out of the room, she turns all the machines off that are by her bed and pulls down the covers. And she's just wearing like the tiniest little. Yeah. I loved it. Which, hey, you know what? I've never been able to put on in my life me either a tube dress (sighs) even my jumpsuit last night i had to have two safety pins in it Mm because these yep yep like why can't they make a miracle bra but the opposite of a miracle bra and not a minimizing bra i want a bra that literally takes away my boobs to be the perfect size for whatever outfit i'm wearing and like the exact right cut for what i'm wearing that would be really frustrating you know what it's really frustrating having big tits like they're the worst it's really awful and annoying and it bothers me that like people are like having big boobs must be great you know what it's fucking not fucking not it's not and if you want to get them uh reduced insurance says sure you can pay for that out of pocket yeah well maybe pay 20 percent. that's why when i go to the doctor every for probably 20 years I've been like my back hurts because my boobs Mm -hmm. are so big (laughs) like every time I go to the doctor yep just having back pain because my boobs because I'm like please write it down so I have documentation that this is something that affects me every day (sighs) anyways um oh so Beck and Gail are back at Chris's house dead nurse Chris 
He's making drinks. She's putting she out a record player and dancing the dummy. in front of the dummy. When she sees the dummy, she says kinky and says, is she going to join us? I don't know any person that would not at least be like, what's that for? Because you know what it's for. You know what it's for. (laughs) I guess. The fact that she didn't just turn around while he was in the kitchen and walk out. Like is a real testament to the kind of stuff Gail is down to get down with. I know. I'm worried about her self-destructive behavior. I'm worried about her self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to, she's got to take care of herself. Well, we do know that she doesn't really have family or like she's not close to her family. Right. Mm -hmm. Doesn't she allude to that? She's all alone in this big old world. Yeah, she really is. is Brassy, not classy. (laughs) Um, she like dances a little bit sexy in front of the dummy. Oh yeah, she starts in front of him too. She starts like undressing, and that's when he realizes that she's a cop. Yeah, because he didn't know. Yeah, so she he's like about to like choke her with his belt mm-hmm. from behind, and then he sees that she has handcuffs, and he's like, "Well, well, why do you have handcuffs?" And then she turns around, and there's a fucking badge. And he's like, she's oh, like, oh, cops, dude. She's like, I'm a sexy cop. And then she sees him holding the belt, like, in a way that suggests he's about to use it to strangle someone. And she's like, ooh, I'm into this. You're into being murdered, Gail. Come on. She's into some real uh, towing or towing the line, like, edging up to the line stuff she's into edge i think she could <laughs> she's into edging she's into hedging she really loves weed whacking <laughs> oh boy <laughs> um hold on i need to find my notes oh so right at this point his phone alerts him that mm-hmm. alex's heart rate is going up a little bit probably because she's sneaking out of the house and is really excited about this party so he's like, well, gotta go. Uh, see you later. Um, so they're at the party. She's drinking. Scott is like, uh, he he does seem to be worried about her initially. He's like, you sure we should be doing this? Let's just dance really slow. And she's like, babe, it's great. It's totally fine. I just want to party and have fun, you know? Blah, blah, blah. And then Every- he's like, nope. Sorry, just I was so embarrassed for this guy because they were like, Yeah, my god, his act like you're into it, yeah. And he's like, Okay, oh, yeah, oh, okay, okay, you're gonna do that, okay, oh, 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 okay. It was so so awful, Bridget. I had the exact same thought. I was like, Don't make him say this, like, that is not if I was trying to be like sexy and cute, Mm -hmm. he was like, Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Like I would just be like, all right, that's you know what? Just shut up. (laughs) Yeah. Just be silent and appreciate with your eyes at that point. Like, my God. Jesus Christ. (sighs) Um, so Beck tracks them down and it's like just watching them from the fucking trees. And her heart rate thing keeps going off. And then he goes, at one point, he goes, No, baby, you've got to slow it down. watching her dance it was so fucking weird and gross so he calls her mom and he's like hey her heart rate thing is going off you should probably go check on her to make sure Mm -hmm. that like the equipment is acting all right and everything i mean of course he knows she's gonna walk in and find that she's not there i feel like he does more calculating in this movie than he does in the other ones like in the past wouldn't he just have like busted in there and been yeah yeah you gotta you gotta slow down yeah not like calling Bridget. i mean he's growing and learning and changing it's true he did okay all that electroshock therapy yeah this is evolution baby this is is (laughs) oh no So obviously her mom walks into her room. She's not there. And she's like, what the fuck? But 
oh, guess what? He handily has GPS so he can tell her where Mm -hmm. she is. So mom comes to the party and is like, we're leaving. Get the fuck out of here right now. And uh, Alex is like, I'm staying, mom. This is ridiculous. And then she has another heart issue. I have to sit down. And then her mom is like, irresponsible you're all irresponsible she loses her mind so much so that dr albert beck the craziest man on earth calls her and is like you need to practice some co-regulation skills and calm the fuck down please relax yourself i've killed eight thousand people (laughs) and like you you really need to read the room (laughs) it was so crazy that he gave her parenting advice so back at home, Scott and mom and Alex are having like an argument and Alex is like, mom, I'm going to die. There's a heart and it's not coming in time. And I just want to live. I'm not going to like spend the rest of my life like dad, who was just awful when it was his end. And I just want to live. I just need to dance. <laughs> just want to dance. Uh. Dr. Beck buys her a new jewelry box that is exactly like the one her dad got her. But why? I don't know. No. Why? Like, I don't know. Wh- because it's not like, it- like if he broke the one that her dad gave her, maybe I could. Un- but I he thought doesn't- he had gotten the, the one from her dad repaired, which would have been a sweet gesture. Like, I know this doesn't work anymore and it's very important to you. Right not i'm replacing your dad and your boyfriend and your boyfriend <laughs> no thank you you stupid <laughs> um so oh and he tells her that she well because at first she was like eh, this is probably kind of weird like you shouldn't mm-hmm. be giving me that but he was like it's part of the healing process like i'm supposed to surround you with things that you love because i'm a nurse and i love you uh Um, so the 911 dispatcher called (laughs) the mom because the mom had questions about the call. So, like, apparently the 911 dispatcher will just call you back if you have questions about it. And she was like, oh, yeah, it wasn't your daughter who called. It was man, like an older man who Mm -hmm. sounded like he lived in your attic or something. So, obviously, what's the mom's name? Maggie. 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 She was like, what? What? what, what? A man called? How suspicious. Dr. Beck is making an appointment to meet with another potential heart donor. Donor. (laughs) In quotation marks. Yeah, big quotation marks. Because he's not, to, to, to donate means that you're doing so willingly. Mm -hmm. He is not willingly going to do this but this heart donor is like a psychiatrist he's a man this man should probably not be a psychiatrist (laughs) he was kind of a mess um so dr beck goes to meet with him under the guise of like oh i need a fucking appointment with a psychiatrist i'm having self-harm harming thoughts and i need to meet with him immediately So he goes to meet with him and the doctor's talking to him. Rightfully very alarmed when he (laughs) hears about the voices that Dr. Beck has. Dr. Beck is like, no, no, everyone has this. It's not a big deal. Mm. Mm -hmm -hmm. The doctor decides that would be a good moment to get up and straighten his slightly askew diploma. It's like Maxwell Silverhammer. Like, what are you doing? I don't know what that means. It's the Beatles song. Oh. Bang, bang, Maxwell, silver hammer. The one, it's about a serial killer who kills people. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not that is what a serial killer does. You know Beatles. what a serial killer does, Bridget, but uh, they tend to kill people. Thank you. Multiple, that part I do know. Multiple people. <laughs> oh, serial. Yes. Okay. I don't know. I just wanted to explain it to you. But I mean, it's like, I find that rude. Like in the middle of an appointment with a client, you're going to be like, oh, excuse me. My degree is not. My degree is an eighth of an inch askew. Get fucked. So of course, while he's doing this, 
Dr. Beck grabs, I don't know, a trophy or an award or sculpture, whatever, from the shelf and just slams him over the head with it, ties him up, throws him in the car. Um, Mom is feeling suspicious about stuff. So she like eyes the attic and is like, I'm going to go look in the attic. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason for her to be like, no, because she's not the there. one who heard anything in the attic. No. And I don't even think the daughter was like, I heard stuff in the attic. No, it makes no sense that she goes up there. So she just goes up there. Yeah. Finds the jumpsuit from the hospital and is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dr. Beck takes the guy to the old hospital. He's in the trunk. And Dr. Beck goes inside to, like, get the room ready to take his heart out. (laughs) But while he's doing that, the doctor is able to escape from the trunk. This was was the most annoying scene of the whole movie to me. You mean because they ripped it out of Final Destination? (laughs) I'm not even talking about that part. I'm talking about his. So the doctor gets out of the trunk and the car alarm starts going off. So Dr. Mm -hmm. Beck comes outside. And instead of this guy, like. Handling the situation like a trained psychologist. (laughs) Or like a man. Not to be, but like, you know, like a person and a man who is like, my life is in danger and you Mm -hmm. put my life in danger. Uh. He has this like whiny, like, yeah, you're a narcissist and (laughs) you're bad. I'm going to report you. Like, run away, man. Run. Run, run. Just go somewhere else. So they're having this like five minute yelling argument in a parking lot. Dr. Beck's like, there's nowhere for you to go. It's like there's a giant road. There are places for him to yeah, go. Yeah, just start running. And you're he also like 30 you. years older than this guy. Like, Have you seen his bow-leggedness? He's not going to catch up with you. But this guy's like, you know what? I'm going to report you. And then what Bridget happens, Bridget? <laughs> yes decimated by a truck that drives up at that very moment. Like the semi just slams into this guy on the road. He didn't like wander slowly out onto the road. I feel like he was standing in the road the whole time. Yeah, I mean, it's it really was like that moment in Final Destination. Oh my God. That lady steps into the street and gets... Final Destination is such a good movie. Oh yeah. It really, it really it works and it holds up. I watched it maybe. Oh, I know. We we watched it. Oh, we watched it like a couple months ago. And I was like, yeah, this is still good. (laughs) I still love this movie. And I still will not drive behind any kind of fucking truck with wood on it on the road. So scary. (gasps) Do you know what happened one time? I was driving on Woodward and there was a truck with like a fucking ladder I was right behind it and I was like I don't like the way they have that fucking ladder on their truck I think that looks dangerous I'm gonna switch lanes and then the ladder fucking fell onto the car next next to them like it fell off and I was like holy fuck (laughs) it was crazy it was crazy all right so Maggie is now researching about the hospital fire Mm mm-hmm because she's, the jumpsuit yeah. has very conveniently listed on the back, listed, printed, yeah, the name of the mental health. Arkham Asylum. <laughs> Wait, he was in the Batman movie, wasn't he? He, yeah, was. he was. He's like a gangster, right? In the first he one. Probably he was. He's like the gangster. Why was he in that movie? He's in everything. Do you know how far down I had to scroll on his IMDb to get to this movie that came out last year? This movie came out last year. Yeah. He's in so many movies coming out this year that I had to keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It's insane. His IMDb is insane. I know you told me before how many movies he's been and it blew my mind. Like it was like in the hundreds. It, it was right? in the 600s. I wonder if it's um, reached. It's probably now like 8,000. Well, while you look at that, um, 
Dr. Beck is overhearing Scott in the house. Uh, Excuse me, pulling a gale, telling (laughs) Alex that they're the same blood type. And if anything were to ever happen to him, he would want her to have his heart. So Dr. Beck just telling her this now. Like, wouldn't you be like, oh, fuck, that's my blood type, but I can't give you my heart because I want to. Because then I would be dead. (laughs) Alex, do you not see? (laughs) It's not a kidney. I have one heart. Um, So, of course, Beck is like sweet. And then he immediately goes down to the kitchen to poison them. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) To knock them out and poison them. They drink so much tea, these two 16 year olds. (laughs) I didn't I didn't drink tea tea until I was well into my 20s same well into my 20s a 16 year old although Abby I did get Abby like tea for Christmas because she's like I think I want to get into tea has she done any of the tea no has she done the tea (laughs) like this drug she won't snort the tea I gave her (laughs) she won't use the tea man Um, so Alex, like, I don't know, goes to piss or something, comes back. She finds Scott passed out because he's drugged. Beck comes in and is just being totally bonkers and is like, don't you see? This is perfect. I'm insane. I'm Dr. Albert Beck. She hits him with a trophy. (laughs) He gets up. He like literally growls. He goes, I did it for us. Why are you growling? Why are you like growling like a dog? So weird. So meanwhile, mom goes to the police station with the jumpsuit and talks to this fucking dick at the desk who could not be any less interested in hearing Mm -hmm. what she has to say. So he's like, okay, fine. I'll go get you somebody to talk to. And ba-ba-ba, who walks up to the desk Gail. It's Gail. Oh, it's Gail. Thank God. So Gail is on it. They're figuring out everything about this fire. Mom says, well, do you have photos of the missing inmates? Which doesn't seem to hit anybody's head until the mom suggests it. I wrote the same thing. Gail's like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me see. What? so guess what everybody like they find the photo of albert back and they're like oh my god gail's like i almost fucked that guy she goes, and what the fuck? maggie is like oh shit that guy's at my house literally right this minute <laughs> ah! so they burst into arrest him because gail is like get on it squad but of course they're gone they're not at the house Mm-hmm. They're at the hospital, but the cop is able to figure out where they are because she drove by the other day and saw his car. Or saw oh, at the him. hospital? Yeah. Oh, I didn't understand how she knew that. I don't know how she knew, but she, somehow she was okay. able, because she's a good detective, Bridget. You're talking shit about her. but She's such she a good detective that she takes the kidnapped girl's mother on the sting operation with her. And then doesn't understand why the mom just immediately runs into the hospital. Mm -hmm. Although that is a little stupid. Yes. And I guess I don't understand why during this whole hospital interaction where Alex, Alex and Scott are laid on beds about to have a procedure done to give Mm -hmm. Scott her heart. So Alex can live. And be with Dr. Beck and have a bunch of babies with him. Um, Mom busts in. Gail chases her. Nobody is communicating with anybody during this entire time. There's no walkie talkie. There's no walkie talkie. There's no yelling saying, nope. Gail, he's here. Mm-hmm. Gail, I found him. Gail, I hear Alex. Like, there's nothing of that, nothing. which is quite frustrating. So Alex is able to free herself from the bed and Scott wakes up. She's able to 
free Scott, but he like can barely walk because he's like know. doing the lowest lunges uh, across the hospital floor. <laughs> I've never seen anybody walk like that in my whole life. <laughs> and she's like trying to drag him. She's so small and he's like, oh my God, he's huge. He's a so huge big. guy. She's like, Scott, I need your, or not Scott. Wait, Scott? Yeah, Scott, yeah, I Scott. need your help, please. <laughs> my heart's going to give out again. Oh God. Like how much of that drug did he put in that tea? Cause Scott is out for so long. Probably a lot. And why a lot with the, all the syringes Dr. Beck has laying around. He didn't think to knock Alex out. Like I know she was supposed to drink the tea, but she didn't. So right. Hit her with a syringe. Bubba. 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 (laughs) Gail finds him. There's a struggle with Gail. There's shots fired. Oh my oh, God. Boy. What's happened? Gail's down. Shit. Oh no. But backup is here. Mm-hmm. Alex but- and Maggie are safe. Scott is safe. Gail is dead. Dr. Beck. He's gone he's in. in the wind. He's just As flew out of there, baby. He's he's out. But Alex, you're in the hospital. We have some good news for you. We found you a transplant. Mm-hmm. It's Gail. It's Gail. Baby. And here's her body right next to you. Because that's how we do this. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so Alex is getting her transplant. Doctor comes in, scrubs up. Mm-hmm. Who is it, Bridget? Gee, I think it's Dr. Beck. No one seems to notice that this is not a doctor they recognize. I, this is my thing. Like, I understand staff is revolving at a hospital a lot of times. But I feel like your heart surgeon mm-hmm. is like the heart surgeon that yeah. everybody knows and works mm-hmm. with on a daily basis. Yep. Not here. No, it doesn't matter. So Alex wakes up and is like, oh my God, it was Dr. Beck. Dr. Beck mm-hmm. did the transplant. Oh, fuck, fuck. They're all like, okay, you, you're, you're fine. Up, you weirdo. Don't worry about it. But then a doctor comes in who I think we've seen in another Lifetime movie before. I feel like oh, I maybe. recognize this guy. But he comes in and was like, uh, just, I just need to let you guys know that like <laughs> the doctor who was supposed to do your transplant, uh, was actually like found dead in a bathroom. So like, we don't know who did the surgery. So we don't, yeah, we don't know, uh, who did your surgery. And she's like, I told you. That was fucking <laughs> ah! Um, and then cut to Albert Beck at a dump or <laughs> unclear it looked like a junkyard but then he gets in like a semi so why I don't know Who I don't know but he's not alone. he wasn't alone because guess what guys they came back is back baby he's back oh he is ready to tear it up he's ready to tear it up this trucker was really fucking funny he was so weird. He was so philosophical and like, <laughs> like, who's this guy? He should have gotten together with Gail. <laughs> so philosophical. I think he said like heartbreaks suck, man. <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's true. He was just making me laugh. But yeah, they go off into the sunset to do whatever else next. And that's the fucking movie. And we have that line at the very end where Vacation Back says, ask him if he has any teenage daughters. I'm just thinking ahead. <sighs> so that would suggest that this isn't the last one. But I did, um, when I was looking for the title of this one, find a petition someone had started saved the stuff by my doctor franchise. <laughs> I would be so, like, stop making stuff by my doctor so we implore lifetime to stop making these movies uh yeah i feel like it was golden we had the four and that was great yeah it's a little jumping the shark yeah 
jump in. Sure. I mean, whatever. It's fine. I'm still riding high from my Australian Bee Gees experience from last <laughs> night. So I can't be too bothered by anything. Can't what a treat. Bothered. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. What are we going to watch next week? I have no idea. I haven't looked. Oh, man. We still need to give Lifetime more money. Oh, you're right. I do. Money. I'll do that. Don't worry. I forgot. I forgot everything. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, until next week when we probably have another fucking Dr. Beck movie to watch because they'll come <laughs> out with six of them in a week. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Have a good week. Stay safe. Don't get stuck by your doctor. Do not. Just and double check, like with the agency, if you're hiring a nurse, just be like, I just want to know if this is like, I just need to know who's coming to my house. Yeah. Send me a picture of their face. Yeah. That's it. So stay safe. Uh, be nice. Don't stab people with needles. You know, the old snort some tears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Till later. Bye. Till later. <laughs> <laughs>